0: The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Jack Newman.
1: I'm Ben Howard.
0: And welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. Sorry, Ben, go ahead. No, 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 no. My dog is doing weird (laughs) things.
1: I have a weird dog. because <laughs> weird thing sometimes it seems distracting me. Uh, welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast, uh, the Oscars edition. Yes, the Oscars did, in fact, happen. Uh, according to the viewership numbers, you probably didn't watch it. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Half of last year. Half of last year. Yeah. 9.8 million yeah. Oscars ever. And as I told my. Uh, Uh, All as I explained all the movies at one to my co-workers who are not movie fans. They all went, I've not heard of any of these movies, so I'm not shocked. (laughs) Um, But hey, we're still going to talk about it. There's still some interesting stuff to talk about and um, how they did a show. uh, Of course, the uh, ending, which you've probably heard a lot about uh, and all the kind of various interesting, fascinating things along the way. So uh, first up, Jack, uh, before we get into any kind of the big stuff, um, is there any overall impressions you have with winners or the presentation or anything like that?
0: Uh, The Oscars attempts to stay relevant, and it's done so this by kind of attempting to the best of its ability address its Oscars. So white controversy. And I think they've done a, a good job. But one of the things I'm just seeing kind of now is just the way the Oscars are set up. It is impossible for them not in some context to put their foot in their mouths and, and we're going to we're going to get to Chadwick and a bit and him kind of getting yeah. snubbed at the end. That's the big one. I mean, that's that's the big one thing. And it's just it's amazing to me. The Oscars have like for three years running, not been able to like not have a controversy. That's just like the takes of the whole thing. And they really tried to push forward African-American voices to really do this here. And I think they did a good job with social distancing. I thought the actual look of the party looked pretty cool and I bet it was a hot ticket to get in there and it's just it's a very interesting thing and I just I just I just think that like it's one of the things where it's like the value of an Oscar is definitely more an insider thing for Hollywood now and like it was interesting too just like because like we're all stuck in our homes and we still didn't give a shit in fact we gave less of a shit for now yeah. for some reason
1: I, I, which I've been saying that this is this kind of made me realize like there's value in the theater experience not just in the movies that make 700 million dollars like obviously that is the bread and butter of the industry that is always going to be a huge part of what keeps theaters and movies in general alive but you know the 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 Oscar. The every studio still kind of wants to make those prestige movies and there is value in a film running for a while in a theater I think there's just something about press coverage and eyes and people going to a movie to watch a, a, a Star Wars or a Fast and Furious and seeing a promising young woman and going well, what is that what is this poster what is that about and, and I think part of my big frustration with this is like not only were they not appealing uh, to um I mean, look, the nominations, the nominations they are the going to nominate. If they're going to nominate. I have no problems with I really liked all the films they nominated this year. And I think, you know, so many big films like there would have been a West Side Story nomination. Now that I've seen it, it looks gorgeous. It's going to be you're not seen it, but you have seeing the trailer. Uh, it looks gorgeous. It's going to be nominated. Obviously, Steven Spielberg doing a classic musical, you know, and it moved yeah. back because it wants to make a bunch of money, you know, and so like. They, they didn't release it this year. There's just that, that kind of that, that mix of prestige but still moneymaker that there were just was none of this year, um, which is not their fault or, or anyone's fault. It's, it's you know, a COVID thing. But uh, th- what frustrated me was that there was such a little lack of trying to be like, movies are great. I feel like this is the year where I really needed that the most. And they cut out all the montages. They had almost no clips. And it was very frustrating to be like, if you already don't care about these movies, you're really not going to care after this thing is over. And I think that was my biggest takeaway and frustration of the, of the night though. I did, uh, like you said, there, there are elements I really like. the, the, there's this great opening that everybody likes, which is just a very simple, very. So Steven Soderbergh, who directed oceans 11 and our beloved Haywire (laughs) um, directed um, this show. And it feels like it, it has this kind of, uh, uh kind of direct uh cool cinema look uh, there's this great opening with regina king mm-hmm. where she's walking through yeah. union station where they held it this year instead of the dolby theater and it's just this cool simple tracking shot with these nice little credits and a jazzy beat and she just comes up and gives a nice speech and like i said it's a like, it's got a cabaret 30s ish kind of vibe to the to where people are sitting and everything
0: yeah and and that was that was the thing too like that was the big criticisms like you know uh, fun fact this is the first year i found out that rotten tomatoes actually does cinema scores for the oscars which you know oh, this this year got a tw- yeah 24 approval rating on rotten tomatoes for whatever that fucking Ouch. is worth but the general criticism has been yeah regina king did an amazing job and an amazing intro but this is the academy hedging their bets and no one thought to talk about The fact that cinema, this is kind of the year that cinemas are officially kind of dying. And it, like the pressure of the pandemic and the fact that, like, you know, how much are cinemas going to come back after this? And like, kind of just, this was an opportunity to embrace the theater. And it was one of those things where it's like you could have socially distanced in a theater and they chose not to. And they had all these screens around. And it was like weird to me in the context that they were just almost embracing kind of the digital medium that they existed in. And it was moving forward in that sort of sense. And it was just sort of like I, I just got a, I just got this sense that like this. Oscars being like the embodiment of the classic cinema pastiche just abandoning it trying to be hip and cool and and, and I hate that in some senses and I think yeah. that people also responded negatively to it because the people that are watching the Oscars are the people that like that pastiche and not not. And again I think they actually did good things in terms of involvement with African American people and they really did really address like Oscars so white but at the same time it's just it's really disappointing to see them not address the fact that cinemas are disappointing like just like we got to talk about it guys media media is on the rise yeah. like that's undeniable like pe- people watch more media this year than ever before in some contexts but like it yeah like a large part of your history and like what got you there is dying out and like not a mention not a mention sorry i just realized that yeah, when you said. No, it. I, mean, I was like what? that's horrifying
1: oh oh, oh. No, I mean, the only one who did was, Francis Normand in her Land speech, but, uh, you know, there was no, like, official part of the Academy that, I, that did that, and it was just very, very frustrating, and they showed very few clips, which is frustrating for me, because it's like, you know, especially when you talk about, like, short films, like, they show none for the short films, and I'm like, that's where, I know it's only 10 seconds, but it's still 10 seconds, particularly with something like animation where you can be visually captured by like, oh, that looks very interesting visually, or something like that, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it's also because it the just Grammys kind of felt like you go on.
0: The Grammys did do a whole like talked about like all of it and the Grammys came on before this. So it's not like they didn't have opportunity to see this and see that that was going to be a thing. Like the Grammys did a great job with that. And that's, that's, I think that's, what's disappointing to me is that like, you know, it just it's not like they didn't have opportunities like they 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 are one of the last award shows they have opportunities to see everybody else go first and see what was responded to and it's just it's just weird to me that they always still manage to do this foot and mouth thing I just it's just weird
1: well yeah let, let's let's talk about the biggest controversy of the night of course so like you said the Chadwick uh, thing so this is the first Oscars I they they have it here since the uh 44th oscars in 1972 which is weird that it went all the way 1972 but it's the last time that uh the best picture was not the last award uh as far as i know this was not announced ahead of time it was a total shock to me when it happened it seemed to be a total shock to a lot of the movie people i know who watch it when it happened um so they announced no man land is the winner and you realize that the only two um awards left are best actress and best actor and uh, every Oscar prediction site I could I know of and I read way too many of them and listen to too many podcasts and still lose to Jack so it's not worth anything <laughs> um, uh, our, our, uh, not that Jack's not very smart and listens to his own stuff I'm sure he does but like uh, I, I, I consume too much Ouch. and overthink it that's basically what I'm saying no I know you're very smart man you clearly are the problem is Peter Peter doesn't watch anything and nearly beats us through intuition alone which is the worst
0: that, that that peter did hurt a little bit this year because we, we've <laughs> like I, I i listen to like handicapper podcasts so i do listen to a single okay. vegas okay. podcast sure. about like oscar handicapping which is where i get most of my information and usually where my bets come from peter is like two behind us like gotcha. i won at so- 20 and peter is like at 18 like we like we we were defeated by somebody who looks at nothing
1: <laughs> peter has ad- adamantly said like i've seen none of these movies <laughs> except for like one yeah. Yeah. Like we, we got um, destroyed
0: by just random guessing, which is just, just depressing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. Um so and probably says something about the academy. Uh, but uh yeah, exactly. Uh, I So so it seemed very clear okay what their their gambit they're doing is they're going to Announced best actor. Everyone thinks Chadwick Boseman is going to win. His wife gave a beautiful speech in the Golden Globes. We're going to end the night with this kind of memorial to Chadwick Boseman. This great actor we lost, you know, this year. And and we're going to end the night on, on kind of an interesting, you know, emotional note. And uh, the only one the person to win was the only one who wasn't there, which was Anthony Hopkins. A surprise to him who was asleep. Uh and very awkwardly apparently olivia coleman maybe was supposed to do a speech and they didn't know that and they just cut it off too quickly or something but anyways it was incredibly awkward because they just say well he's not here so we're accepting the award in his honor good night everybody (laughs) the end and it just was was such a wet fart of an ending um and it is very frustrating on multiple levels one it's frustrating because um i have not seen the father but from a lot of people said it was truly a a really worthy performance so it cuts away his win it cuts away obviously chadwick boseman's uh great final performance and his you know his legacy doesn't need him to win an oscar he's going to be remembered he's going to be remembered as great but uh you know it would have been a nice capper to his legacy and then um it's just oh yeah, very, Chadwick. Very Chadwick's not a Chadwick's not general. affected it just felt by what happened, so dude. Just it's just it's just such once a bad again to the level just, that at least now I can say. I don't know how say, how put, put see, it. It's just like they weird. don't know like, who's gonna win. They truly do not know to who's me gonna, like gonna win because so they knew that that the concept of having a win, they would have shuffled that shit right before they went to They just continuously (laughs) run (laughs) themselves into the ground. If
0: you're going to fucking program it like that, you needed to have somebody know what the fuck was going to happen. And that's, and that's by extension, the same problem for me is that like, you know, I've run award ceremonies. Like I've done digital stuff for all this stuff, but fuck me. If I've never fucking had a problem, I got it. Go ahead. So,
1: yeah, I think it was, an incredibly awkward way to end the evening, but at least it kind of proves once and for all that uh, they truly don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> the, the producers truly they, don't they know. really don't because uh, yeah. they would have cut that shit uh, immediately. They had found that out that night. And they would have just been like, oh, no, 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 no. Anthony Hopkins is going to win. Wake him up. Get him over here. Um, get, put him in his PJs and get him on Zoom um, because uh, that was just an awkward thing and like you said awful. i think especially one thing people have been noticing this as while the you know for example a black man won best supporting actress and a, a korean woman won best supporting actress um sorry i think i said actress twice um and but uh
0: first time first time ever well, director female director for i'm sorry yeah. female asian director
1: asian yeah yeah a, a, a woman of color have uh, winning for sure um, so definitely improvements there. But as people have noticed, for some reason, the acting top tier tends to go to white people. And so it would have been, you know, nice change of pace to have a black actor win. Because I don't think a black actor has won in uh, a little bit of time. So it, it's just an unfortunate look all around. It's And it's nothing that I blame uh, even the voters on or anything like that. And maybe... And there is some kind of debate, like, did the whole thing of, oh, well, Chadwick is inevitable actually kind of doom him? Did enough people be like, well, I want to vote for Anthony Hopkins because he's inevitable. So, you know. And did that give enough people to win?
0: I think win I, I think that's exactly what happened. I think that they were like, "Well, this is going this is going to happen, and it's going to be okay." And then they just go in there, and then it's like, "Well, fuck!" Yeah. Like it, it's it seemed it seemed like the people who were in charge of the Oscars had a clear belief that it was going to happen, and then it just didn't go their way, which is just
1: in, in, incredibly awkward. And I don't think they'll ever not do that again. Because again, like actors i can understand not showing up particularly like i don't blame anthony hopkins he's 83 he was in wales <laughs> you know like i don't expect to like, be. gonna
0: go fuck to sleep yeah, he's like
1: i'm going to sleep because everyone says i'm not gonna win anyways so <laughs> you know they'll put up a nice headshot yeah, of me and yeah. that's all i need and you know he wasn't expecting that so I, I think they'll never do this again i think they'll put best picture back in the end because it is just a good like you know, it makes sense. It's just a cathartic final moment. We all decide. Well, imagine, you know, one, imagine if they had fucked up the Chadwick.
0: Yeah, it was. Sorry, it, would, it would. be like a Twitter moment. No, no, yeah, it'd be like a Twitter moment that he didn't get it, and then they would end with Chloe Zhao, and it'd be fine. Everything would be fine. It's because yeah, they did this. Yeah, exactly. It's because they fucked the whole pig. You know, they just they just which sorry, we just a, also rude to
1: Chloe Zhao because they moved director much earlier, and then she gets like third to last. You know, for for picture, it's like, you know, it's very frustrating.
0: Yeah it, it, it it's it's frustrating it's also just like I, I really don't think they I, I mean I, I think it's I, I will say this. it this is different because it's very clear to me they did not intend this to happen. <laughs> like they, yeah. like it, it's very clear to me that they just fucked the pooch again, which is just sorry, I don't know why everybody's fucking all these animals <laughs> in my metaphors. It's pretty oh bad. Yes, <laughs> it's just a pig, it's Jesus Christ. Uh but like but like the thing too is just like, you know, I, I hate to say this, like I run production for three award shows like at my university, and I've run production and, and, and it's different. But the point is is I run production for for like five or six different events that have like really important timed announcements and stuff like this. And I do it as a one-man band with things and i've never done anything as like awkward as as what the last three oscars have done i'm just i mean like i'm just putting that in perspective like i I, it's like i if if i fuck up everybody's like i mean well yeah he was he was overworked and everything's fine it's like these people have infinite amounts of money to throw this award show and they can't unfuck it for like a minute it's just like amazing you know i I don't understand i I mean it tell it's got to be telling of like too many cooks in the kitchen is all i could
1: think and they need know? to figure out what the fuck it is i mean hopefully the the i don't know if the, the the numbers will change that this year or not obviously they're expecting that next year in the heights and 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 west side story are both very likely to be nominated and both very likely right. to make a lot of money right. so they're hoping that that will bring viewers back um because the most watched oscars ever was titanic the most uh, you know, the, the highest grossing right. movie of all time at the time. So, you know, clearly there is a box office to watching corollary Um, and there was no box office this year, so there's an element to it. Uh, but they, they need to figure out what the point of the Oscars is for a viewer. It felt to me that this was the Oscars of people in the room, because it was a lot of like, you're great, and you're great. I mean, that's always the Oscars, but like. Like I said, there was more about like an individual and people talking like personally to each other versus like movies. Like you said, like I, the <laughs> this podcast does yeah. do blank check off and makes fun of this uh, opening Sean Connery did for uh, one of the Oscars where he literally goes out and he's just like, ah, we all love the movies and the cinema here are movies you know and it's just like (laughs) that's all you want you just want this kind of just cheesy cornball like movies are great guys and we're just celebrating some and it's just we're having a time and and i think some of that sterility uh, came through and i think the fact that they didn't have an emotional ending with chadwick really hammered that home
0: Yeah, it it also just didn't have the right vibe or understanding. Like, I think that's actually a great way to put it. Like, this was a great opportunity for them to stand up for a piece of normalcy and also maybe for a like saying preservation of something that is very under threat right now, which I'm sorry, like. Uh, movies are kind of you know an american touchstone and going to the cinema is kind of an american touchstone that's kind of defined our country in like a sort of ways and it's one of those things where it's like it is very much under threat and disappearing and it's just weird to see the people that are supposed to stand up and do that like i i feel like they are always so on the back foot like they they like they're always like worried about the problem they're trying to solve like the last problem and haven't figured out Mm, like they just mm. can't move fast enough to deal with issues as they emerge so somehow it always feels like when they're trying to deal with an issue it it always feels so half-assed because they like hits they they're just they're just consumed with what happened last year and like now that they're like well COVID you got to talk about COVID we're not talking about it like I I just like how how did the, how did that happen? Yeah. You know, that's sorry, that's the, the, honestly like I hadn't even thought about that being a big deal that they didn't even mention it until like you said something and now I'm like I cannot fucking believe yeah. that. Like I'm just sort of I'm sort of like I, I, that's shell shocking. That's terrible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk sorry. about some some of the winners. Um yeah, No Man Land, Chloe Zhao, both, you know, uh first Fantastic. female woman of of color to win the first time. Uh, 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 I think even a director of color maybe uh, has won Best Picture. I'll have to double check that. Also,
0: totally, totally unnecessary because land is fucking fantastic. Like it, I, it's one of those things too. Like all the movies I saw this year, like M- Mank, Minari, and I, and I, I haven't seen Minari, so I can't speak to Minari. But like one of the, one of those movies, I will say, like, doesn't deserve to be up there is Trial of the Chicago Town. which is the only sorry. Best Picture
1: nominee <laughs> <laughs> that didn't win. It, it kind of felt.
0: well well, everyone agreed (laughs) well it's one of those things where me and trevor were on the same page for that and of course i apologize because we did lose our promising young woman recording yeah i do apologize about that i'm that that was my bad that was my bad uh and, and yeah so like of the best pictures i mean and even i who has my ear i mean and you can characterize me of like a movie guy or not as you want but like i didn't see i didn't see minari and i didn't see the father and i and that was the first it was like one of the first few years where i hadn't seen everything in the best picture category and it was kind of a big deal and it's just because it's covid and everything else uh but yeah no i of the things that i saw there uh like between that and like sound of metal, like Nomadland, and and was was amazing. Yeah, Nomadland was
1: my favorite of the of the bunch. I really liked Minari a lot. Um, me and Kel reviewed Minari, If you all want to hear it, um, we both really enjoyed it. Kel liked it more than I did, but uh, ultimately, very much recommend it. But
0: uh, yeah, I, I I know I need to see it. Like I know it's something I missed And Nomad And year, Nomadland is one of those movies too,
1: where it's like. I think that's. I think you know. There's always going to be backlash initially when the the best picture winner, but I think it's going to age really well in terms of a winner because it's not topical in like a kind of like reactionary way or anything like that. It's just genuinely a very interesting, a current portrait of America, but one I think that people are going to come back to um, because I think it has very universal elements to it and. Um, I, I'm glad, and, and it's pretty cool that Frances McDormand is now part of the uh, elite few who's gotten three acting Oscars, which is uh, pretty impressive. For, I mean, deservedly so. She's one of my favorite actresses. So, um, Daniel Kaluuya won and gave a very strange speech where he <laughs> talked about his parents had sex. It was very weird. That was that was that was weird.
0: I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was like. I Very saw it strange. and I was, like, I was like, I I don't know why I expected Daniel Kaluuya to go in a different direction, but like, yeah, man, this is, it's also, it's also one of those things too. It's like, I realized that like, you, you see a lot of actors in context of being movies. This is like the classic thing. It was like, you hear an actor like say stuff for the first time. It's just like, it's weird not seeing him directed by somebody <laughs> or like specifically. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. He's
1: not the best public speaker. <laughs> he kind of struggles he, he to not. get his point he across. Was, I mean, he's charming. But he's not like.
0: Hey, no, he's he, I, I'm sure he's immediately like personable in a conversation. It was just one of those things where I was like, yeah, it's, it's the same thing with Anthony Hopkins. Like, you know, he, he, he can like boil your blood in certain scenes. But then like he talks and he's like, you're just kind of a normal Welsh dude, aren't yeah, you? just like a normal Welsh grandpa. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. I'm, I'm really glad that you got all these great scripts, Anthony Hopkins. And it's just, yeah, it's just weird. It's just, it's just one of those things too. Where it's yeah, like, just- I, I, it's it, it, the Academy is like about cinema, but at the same time, like the thing that we always celebrate is, you know, we celebrate celebrities. And so we tend to over celebrate actors as opposed to directors. I don't know. maybe that's so, always I my take.
1: I, th- I think so for sure. And I think personality is a big, a big part of it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was, a- sorry, go on.
0: There was a couple of things I did want to yeah. talk about and just sort of uh, just like mention to the site. I wanted to talk about the cinematography category because this is.
1: Yeah, I'm really curious how you landed on this because some cinematographers did not like that Mank won. Mank uh, is the one that won. I hear that. Like, yeah, it's I lost become this. I, kind of I a meme because I that black and white wins now, so that's something to look forward to. It in is, this yeah.
0: Sure. And 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 I'm not going to lie. I think this was kind of a weak cinematography category year. Uh, which is kind of i think that there were movies that were very interesting uh i'm kind of weirded out by the fact that the trial of chicago 7 is on there but something like minari isn't i assume oh, minari is fairly pretty
1: deserved to be on there minari yeah. was gorgeously yeah. filmed
0: just just from the trailer i can tell that that's like a better and, cinematography. and i, and I movie. talked to Cal and, and
1: unfortunately that, it's like a thing where like it's a it's a deceptively well-filmed film like you really if you're a cinematographer or or, or a shooter or a photographer or or even just care about those kind of things and and know what a good yeah, eye is yeah it just films faces and simple sceneries and great setups. Just so well.
0: And that's one of the few things that I'll say is that like a lot of the times, like, I'm sorry, you really like, especially for a cinematography because people typically put quote unquote, the money shots in the trailer, minari's trailer looks fantastic fantastic and i'm sure there's like there's like eight money shots that i saw in the context of the trailer it makes me believe that it's a really well shot fair, film fair. and it's like one of those things i was like i'm sorry the trial of chicago 7 is
1: why the very fuck flat. is that on there it's a very flat
0: flat boring nothing to write home about it like it's, it is filmed it i, I is suppose is what i would say about
1: fi- it it is it is very <laughs> af- much like aaron sorkin it is effectively produced
0: Right. 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 But it's it's also produced kind of like newsroom and that it's like a television show. It's exactly. Yes. Oh, right yeah, yeah, it exactly. Is. It, it is. It's, it
1: is clean yeah. and simple and not that interesting. I, <laughs> I hate that it's in the cinematography category. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. That's what I hate. I, I hate that there's so much else. I agree entirely. Mank probably doesn't deserve to be there. And, and I, there's nothing wrong with Judas and the Black Messiah. In fact, I think that's probably one of the better. I feel I feel like Judas and the Black Messiah is actually better filmed than Mang. I would say so I didn't see news news of the world did you see that I need that? to check
1: it out it, it's a, it's a Paul Greengrass um who always has interesting cinematography uh, doing a western kind of thing so
0: now, i i obviously saw of the things there nomadland i thought deserved to win because it is cinematography landscape porn which is just a nice place in my heart nothing super interesting is happening in the context of that film i'll agree to that but like man going to like going like to the badlands and just filming like these wide open spaces is gorgeous man i i i'm a sucker for that yeah, shit yeah and,
1: and 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 i think part of my problem with Mank is that it it falls into that that the DV version of black and white, which is digital video, black and white, which is often very yeah, clinical, I think is the right word, because it, it you can just kind of tell it's all post-processed and it just didn't kind of have that roma i thought did a better job of kind of capturing i know it was also i actually have to check what roma was filmed on but i assumed it was filmed on
0: roma roma was filmed but it was heavy press prop post-processing right, but
1: it, it looked much more rich in terms of the blacks. oh and yeah, everything. yeah and this this kind of had and a just flatness the de- to the image that i didn't love depth
0: of blacks just everything like that broma roma has so much roma is all about texture and that's like the nice thing about that film yeah uh but but yeah uh I mean, but again but even roma and mank are totally outstripped by the lighthouse you know yes
1: right good example is, good example which yeah i can't remember if he filmed on film or not or at the very least he did he filmed ton. on
0: film though i have the whole i have the, i actually literally have the fucking I, sorry Talk that it's been a yeah yeah i do <laughs> it's a good one yeah he filmed on that and actually uh made, like made kodak make old style film stock that he could use right. in like a 4-3 <laughs> capacity and then you could totally tell it because the depth and character and texture of like Gary Oldman going, uh, fucking not Gary Oldman. Sorry, uh, Willem, oh my god, Willem fucking Wilhelm. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. I don't know
1: why I, they're very well. Oldman's and Mank, we're all talking about black and whites, you know
0: yeah 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 yeah. yeah yeah uh it's uh yeah willem Dafoe's face as a craggy sailor and the texture of the darks and the shadows that appear on his face in the context of that film fucking outstrip anything Yeah. i'm sorry also what did the lighthouse come out was the lighthouse th- in this in this run
1: no it was not in this run it, it was last year and it okay. was nominated uh lost to 1917 okay which i think is more
0: which again just both of those all around better cinematography category yeah no (laughs) i mean
1: last year was irishman 1917 joker lighthouse once upon a time in hollywood i think that's just a better lineup of of films visually in my opinion for cinematographies yeah
0: and and it's fine I, i i think nomadland deserves to be there i think it's the only one that really does to be honest with you
1: I might say Judas. I really like Judas a lot.
0: I Again, again, but Judas is not, not the one news, that I poked. Definitely in.
1: not Charles Chicago 7. I haven't seen Judas the world.
0: Ju- Judas and Nomad Land are well shot and Ju- Judas does a really great job of having the camera focus in. I think, I think this is one thing. I think Judas is another one of the film like Minari that is more subtly high quality cinematography than it is like Nomad Land, where it is like you know here is a gorgeous landscape and it's actually there's actually not a lot of artistry to the landscape I mean there is artistry in terms of you know selecting your time of day and, and also like how you're going to go about doing your shutter stops and stuff like that like there there is artistry to filming a great landscape and the depth of field that you can achieve to get like everything in focus and everything else I'm not saying there isn't but like I do think that it's like a lot more of maybe a simpler task than like you know Judas Judas and the Black Messiah where they're like it creates this like isolationism in the cinematography where it like bears down on the character as he's being focused on by the police officers and just creates this like it just has this really great job of like focusing in and creating the and, and changing shutters like changing like like depth of field on the character to make him feel isolated from the people around him as opposed to when he hears speeches and he feels suddenly feels part of the crowd and so he becomes unisolated and like you'll see that the frame gets wider i mean uh, yeah judas and the black messiah really great unbelievably competent cinematography uh mank also competent cinematography it's not a it's not a it doesn't deserve an oscar man i don't know mank, yeah. mank is yeah it, yeah i agree with you uh,
1: yeah. I, I want to also talk about film editing because that's more my my field oh excuse me went sneeze <laughs> yeah. um uh sound of metal one which is interesting but i worried that it won because the sound editing is so good in sound of metal the sound, and sound i thought of that metal was exactly well. what i thought the sound is so good and Metal*. i don't think the editing is that great it's a good well-constructed movie for sure but there's nothing that kind of strikes me as deeply interesting especially in comparison to uh, i have to see the father because i hear it's actually surprisingly well filmed for a movie that's just an adaptation of a play um but uh especially something like nomadland which used all these different clearly like improvisational moments clearly probably had lots of feats of film to construct probably definitely a film that was constructed and editing like a like a terrence malick movie or something like that and the price of young woman which i think had very tight you know an uh, enjoyable thrillery kind of editing which i think is very enjoyable and also trailer Chicago 7 I thought had a great opening montage and and I actually picked it because I thought people would just watch the opening montage and think ah there you go <laughs> um but uh of metal just is kind of surprising me and I worry it's because they've just thought well sound sound editing the uh, same thing right you know I, I worry that sometimes with that with the academy so Hopefully not. I, I don't think it's a completely undeserved win. It's just surprising to me in terms of that being the choice. When I agree with sound, it, the sound was incredible for that film and definitely deserved it. Yeah. Hey, uh,
0: I, 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 I yeah, yeah, I can. Sorry. The sound of metal. I, I particularly like just because of like, again, such a focused subject matter. I love like drug, drug addiction and like, deafness it's just i i and like and like a heavy metal it's just such a great intersection concept wise i love i love that movie just unlike how it is put together i i agree that like i'm not i'm not thinking of anything specifically from the editing side of it that like really completely impresses me so i I don't know particularly why it deserves that also from the film editing side of that i mean i would probably argue that like promising young woman is probably better edited again trial the chicago seven can fuck right off i'm sorry (laughs) Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I really I just don't we
1: but then yeah, once we get to the courtroom stuff, that that film really grinds to a, the yeah,
0: like half <laughs> half the film half the film is like static film shots, which just cut back, cut forward. Like it's not, there's nothing, there's nothing like, and again, nothing against it. I just it's annoying how it's so stacked in categories, right? Like it, like it took home like five yeah. or six nominations, and I'm like, okay, fuck you.
1: Yeah, that's that's the Netflix boost. I mean, Netflix kind of uh, r- r- ran the table. I mean, I think it probably had the most wins of any studio tonight. Cause let's see, it had. Let me count the total here. Uh, one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven. It won every single short category, which is crazy. Eight, not checked. Uh. uh but it didn't win thing in the top category, which is kind of interesting, but eight. So it really ran that little, the sort of below the line. If you want to say that uh, area there. Uh, also, I'll just say I was mm. Teacher" stinks. It was the worst of the bunch. Um, and uh, I don't get like it. <laughs> it's, it's mediocre uh, photography with some cheesy narration. I didn't like it. So I, uh, you know, documentary always bothers it's, me it's almost so just a dude new.
0: went out and do that like it's one of those things I, I, I hate it when I see a documentary and I think to myself god man I could do that which I couldn't but like you just not Jack, you I could have know. absolutely like, made I, that I like to either. see something that and, and, like has a and you're a good it.
1: filmmaker and there's nothing against that <laughs> what it sounded so rude I'm sorry <laughs> Thank just you. I needed me. that just delete this. I really actually needed just delete this whole yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, yeah, okay. uh, I think that's pretty much <laughs> all I, I had to say. Is there anything else you want to cut before I uh make you more annoyed at me? Yeah,
0: it's kind of yeah, I I I hate to be meh on the out on the outro of this podcast, but yeah, it was like a meh year, it's, it, 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 ended it
1: ended on a it's meh, weird.
0: it's so weird. Comment like the Oscars. It, it, <laughs> yeah it, it's it's the same sort of thing like everything's just like coming to a meh like the it's been i feel like the oscars in its own way has been dying for a while uh i think the question is like what's the survival situation for this And i think it's going to go on next year but man i don't think they can survive two more like this do you know what i mean yeah. i really don't think they can no,
1: sure and, and and again it's like a thing of like they need to just accept what it, they are uh you know either people care less and we appeal to our core audience and go hard for them or you turn it into like the game awards and you use it to premiere big movie trailers and that's kind of how you get people to watch or something like that and it becomes more of a an advertising thing like you just got to figure out what it is and i feel like that's the year this is the year where it's like okay y'all need to sit down and figure out what the oscars is what it matters because you're never going to go back to the 90s glory days. That just that kind of era is over. And you need to just accept that and and figure out what you are now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's exactly right. Like they need to change, but like I don't even know what they could change into.
1: Yeah. Well, I right. We're not going to rent. Let's, the let's Oscars wrap or anything. Thing, we're going to give this a score. <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> we're not Rotten Tomatoes.
0: I'm not doing that. No, I, I'm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> score literally a anything sport apparently. Me, just as a person, rude. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we the Oscars. Jesus. We're always we always talking about them. They're always kind of fascinating. But uh, I think if you missed them this year, you're fine. There's there's nothing too crazy. Just watch some highlights, listen to some crazy reels. But uh, I'm 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 hoping next year with some bigger movies, some hopefully rebranding they could be a lot more entertaining than they were this year because they were kind of a snooze so yeah i think that'll do it uh jack you want to give us all the uh all the deets on all the shows
0: yeah yeah, so thank you for listening to the Movie Gang Podcast. Head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network. That's thetuscanshed.com where you can check out all of our other shows, including the Pen and Paper Pod. Uh, it's going to come back. Actually, today this is going to be airing the same day the Pen and Paper Pod is coming back from a two-week hiatus from Trevor's wedding. Congratulations, Trevor Flynn, for being married. I think he's still just uh, reeling for being married. He'll be back next week for uh, Mortal Kombat, so I'm very excited for that. Uh, yeah, so check out all of that content. Head on over there. Uh, also, check Check out Animania. We're actually going to be reviewing Mugen Train, which is the Demon Slayer movie, which finally came out in the U.S. Greatest... I think it just... It overtook Spirited Away as the biggest grossing movie in Japan of all time. Oh, sorry, biggest grossing animated movie in Japan of all time. So check that out. And yeah, uh, from everyone here at the Tuscan Shady Media Network, this has been Ben just We're really just suffering on the internet connection today uh and i've been your host uh jack newman from everyone here at the tuscan champion network and by extension the movie gang podcast thanks for listening